What's going on traders? Are you guys ready for another stock market movers? We got a bull of a market. If you think of right now, it just continued going. Will it turn around? Doesn't seem like it wants to stop right now. I'm not getting in front of it. The question is, are you? Hmm. We'll ask all that question. Also, take a look at what's going on underneath the hood right now. So many earning stocks, some value names going down today. Is there deeper rotation out there? Of course, we'll take a look on what was hot and what was not. And we'll take a look at some of the ratings out there that are moving some stocks. There's about three major ratings that I definitely want to talk about. You guys smash the like. Get ready for another action-packed show. This is Stock Market Movers. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers. All the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism, and I want to breathe more than any man alive. What a run it's been. And I know, I know, I've been in a little bit of the bear camp, but the bull is here. And the bull keeps taking control. Let's go to the spy. You guys can see it on the daily action. Let's go to the daily action. You guys can see how we're pushing towards that circle right there. Now we're getting through. Was that the bottom back in June? I'm not sure, but definitely the October low. Now we're definitely pushing from that October low. We're going to go ahead and delete the fibs there so you guys can at least see this a little bit better. The big thing to state, though, from that bottoming, that low, around the 348 to where we are right now, that's almost a 20% move, right? When we get to 420, what happens? Well, when we get to 420, then we get into the 20%. 20% from the lows into that level is a new bull market. Just like from the highs, the all-time high, we talked about we came in a bear market when we went from the all-time high down 20%, right? And that was somewhere in the, let's say, the 380 range. That's when we really got into the bear market, right? 20% from the highs, 20% from the lows. We're working our way back there. And once we get to that 420, yes, there will be that new bull market mentality, just simply off the levels, right? Um, but we are pushing. The only question is what will happen from that, right? Will we get hard downturn pullbacks? And also, will money managers be looking for these pullbacks to buy the dip, right? Of course, we've been talking about buying the dip, selling the rip a lot on pre-market prep, our flagship show, 8 a.m. every single morning. If you aren't catching that, I don't know what you're catching in the morning, but definitely the SPY pushing higher. Let's go to the 15 minute. You guys can see now into the 417 handle. This is why I'm not just shorting stocks up here because it doesn't make sense, right? It just continues to go higher and higher. This is exuberance, irrational exuberance, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? I think one of the things that a lot of the times and myself as someone that studies the markets consistently, will tell you there's no one way the markets have to go. There's times where the market seems like it's in tune with fundamentals 
and logic, I'll say, and that logic being what? What we study in the books, right? What we think about the markets really work and how they work. I've read tons and tons of market books, right? And what did that show me? Is that sometimes we're going to fall out of that connection. Sometimes we're connected with that knowledge. Sometimes we're not. Right now, we're kind of more in that exuberance mode. Euphoria takes over. FOMO starts to hit. There's no reason for some of these stocks to make this type of lift. The only reason is, yeah, buyers coming in. FOMO hitting, right? January effect came in, started pushing these stocks right back. And I think that this is where the markets get hard if you're that type of market enthusiast that really trains themselves to going based more off of the book knowledge than what you're really seeing, right? And I think this is the hard part of the markets. It's never always just in tune with this logic. And I think we all need to come to a realization that this does happen. That does make the market harder than easier because sometimes we're in tune with the fundamentals and it seems like cash flow is everything. And right now, you can pretty much throw cash flow out the window because it doesn't even matter right now. Some stocks that have cash flow are starting to pull back. Some stocks that are just burning through cash, ripping through the roof. We always got to be flexible, especially as day traders, to try to catch some of this mentality. And we'll see how long it lasts, right? 2020, you guys saw it. Some of these meme stocks went to the moon. And then they came back down, right? Will that happen with some of these stocks? Because really, when you look at it, it's been a lot of the growth names carrying the run. A lot of like those ARKK names, right? Taking that lift. Look at AK ARKK now back up there to 4490s, starting to come back around for that 50 mark. And now above the 200-day moving average, actually for me, above all moving averages, something to definitely catch, right? Now, of course, as long-term investors, what are they going to be thinking? Well, should we buy the dip on the pullbacks? That's what money managers will have to consider, especially the ones that were on the sideline through all this action. We'll have to wait and find out what happens there. But like always... You never really know, right? The markets could come back in tune with fundamentals or we could still be rocketing off a of story, rocketing off of short interest, right? The trash, the dash for trash is working. And until it isn't, well, the trend's your friend, right? A lot of people say that don't fight the Fed, don't fight the trend. Well, right now, it's kind of a little bit of mixed signals, right? If you are taking the, the bigger move there, the Fed clearly stated yesterday it would be very premature to declare victory. But that does not what I see out there. The Bulls are declaring victory right now. They are trying to take it to the top. And like always, it can keep getting higher. The froth right now in the market is rising. But will the froth get out of control that's one thing that we need to keep in mind. We'll see what happens. Let's get to the action today. Of course, the SPY overall is trying to continue making moves. It just got to the 417s, just turned around on the four on the kind of the 15 minutes. You guys can see how we're topping around this 417. We need to keep an eye on it. What did we get today? 
Well, we got initial jobless claims coming in at 183,000 versus 200,000 estimate, showing more and more that the jobs stay robust, right? That's not weakening anytime soon, at least for right now. Something to keep in mind. Of course, we did get earnings reports from Meta. You guys see how this has continued. Today, it pushed and pushed. I thought that maybe, you know, it was a little extended this morning. Could we pull back some of the gains, right? Well, there you guys clearly see it. It's continuing to push. It said, forget that. We're going to push higher. I mean, you look at it since uh, kind of the November time to where we are now. Meta is up over 100% in about three months. Just crazy to think that we're right back up there towards almost 200 on Meta when it took how long to get here, right? We're talking, we're back here towards kind of June pricing almost. And it took a long time to get down towards those bottom lows, right? From that June, it took about uh, 5.4 months in three months. You're right back up there. That's how easy the bull market can come right back. Now, the only question is, will this pull back? I think at some point we might get a pullback in Meta, but it's been really strong. And you can see from the volume today, the bulls feel they're in control and they're keeping it higher. Of course, some of the interesting comments, I think, in Meta that I, I want to go ahead and state um, were when you looked at their ad impressions. Ad impressions were up 23% year over year, but the average price per ad was down 22% year over year. So what do I think Meta's doing here? Is Meta's going after getting more customers, lowering their price on that ad, but keeping the ad impressions higher so their earnings don't look as bad, right? We could clearly see that also in the EPS. $1.76 missing the $2.22 estimate. What does that show me more? The margin compaction here. But if you look at the sales, 32.17 billion beat the 31.53 billion estimate. And this shows me more and more that they're focused on what? Just trying to make those revenue goals. Even if the margins get com contracted a little bit because the price per ad is down, they can keep these ad impressions up. It's going to be looking not that bad. And of course, it doesn't hurt you when you announce a $40 billion increase to its buyback authorization, right? That's continued to push there in Meta. And today we've continued to squeeze in stocks like Carvana. It hasn't been that big of a push today in Carvana, but man, what a last couple of days it's been in stocks like this. Today, I saw some other ones making some lift like Upstart, Affirm, right? These are stocks that have been truly beaten down and continuing to run a little higher. All right, let's go ahead. I'm going to do one last one and then we'll get into our interview today. I want to do Elf. Uh, reason why is because at the end of the day, We've been seeing this one kind of get the lift. And we were talking about this one just recently with an analyst right here on Beauty. And we've talked about how this has been one of the strongest stocks in all the pandemic, right? I mean, look back, 2020. Look where we're on for ELF. We're all the way up there, 708%, right? It's been an absolute monster today. How's it been trading? Pulled back here towards the support, a little bit slightly below that, going towards around the 63 level. Now climbing right back up there. We'll see if it gets through 70. 
Of course, I've been looking at this area through Ulta Beauty, and Ulta Beauty has been an absolute monster since kind of the December period when we were looking for this kind of run into December. It's continued to run. So we'll see what happens with these beauty names. They've gotten a nice big lift. Of course, I also think Elf Beauty is getting a lift because of Revron's uh, bankruptcy, right? That's affecting Elf Beauty and, and helping it continue forward. So I know that a lot of times we don't think about these types of stocks being so strong, right? Well, to tell you the truth, I truly wish I was long-term invested in Elf or Ulta because they have been absolute monsters the last couple of years and seem to stay strong in any environment. Even when we think about recessions, it seems like this Elf Beauty just continued higher and higher. All right. In their estimates, just to kind of give you that outlook, their Q3 EPS, big beat. 48 cents beat the 23 cent estimate. Sales at 146.54 billion beat the 121.81 million estimate. And they did raise their guidance moving forward. And the revenue, big, big raise. High end of 545 million versus a 489.78 million estimate. So I don't see this company slowing down anytime soon. They've been absolutely a monster. All right, I'm gonna keep going. We're gonna get towards our interview today, catching up with the chat. If you guys are new to the show or just checking in, say hello. It's good to see you guys out there. Beach Bum, how we doing easy? What's going on, EKS? Will we get up there towards the 420? Big levels on the spy that I'm looking at right now. 417 has been kind of the high. Can we just continue? It's been kind of a little bit of a slow drag up after we kind of pulled back to 412s. All right, but that's enough of the market. We'll talk a little bit about that on what was hot and what was not coming up after our interview. Let's get right to today. And of course, we got our guy back here, Giles Coglin, Chief Market Analyst, HYCM. All right. Welcome back. How are we doing, Giles? I'm doing great, Mitch. Good to be back with you. How's things? How's life? Oh, everything's great. I don't I don't see it bad for you. I like the new background. I like the the jacket. You're looking good, my friend. Looking yeah, good. thank you, Mitch. That was a, a little a memorabilia I took from the Vincent van Gogh Museum in mm. Amsterdam. It's not an original. Don't worry. Oh, oh, I thought I thought we had a good NFT in the back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that was a little bit before Van Gogh's time. Oh, I thought he was coming out with some new ones. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's always been great. Uh, collections are always great. Collectibles. I actually try to work on some collectibles myself. I need to get some of the good paintings, though. But it was that a nice museum... story, Mitch. That was the thing. The story. The the actual painting was a gift from Van Gogh wow. to his brother, who had a son, and the nephew actually founded the Vincent Van Gogh Museum, who that painting was given to. So it was. A, a fitting gift and I thought it was a lovely reminder of family and love and what a what love a it. memory so I thought I'll, I'll take that with me and uh, hopefully it can spur me on as I fight the markets day by day right 
Love it, Giles. Well, you're you're back with our family here. And so let's take a look into the markets, right? Of Bank course. Of yeah, the Bank wow. of England raising rates again, right? Yeah. What, should, what should do we see here? Yeah, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look across the pond. What do you see right now? Let me see. Can I share my screen, Mitch? Is that okay? Of course. I love that. Down at the bottom, you'll see present. You'll see yeah. a shared screen. First, Let's I'll show see. you some windows. Top right tab can share an entire screen. Got there it. you go. I see your screen. There we go. You ready to go? I'll put it up here. That's All right. Good. Okay. So the Bank of England today really answered a question that we were trying to work out, which is what was the Bank of England's biggest concern? Was it rising inflation or was it slowing growth? The banking was really stuck. I think the Federal Reserve actually helped the Bank of England out last night because Jerome Powell has sort of said, I think we're winning the battle against inflation. Tentatively, he's confident. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bank of England had the same kind of confidence today, but you have to bear in mind that in the UK, headline inflation is 10.5%, right? So it's seven and a bit percent in the, in the US, but headline in the UK is 10.5%, and that's down from about 11% percent it was in september time then it dropped to 10.7 so we have had three consecutive drops in headline inflation but it's still quite high so what's quite surprising is that the bank of england has felt the confidence to say we may not necessarily need to hike again and that's what they did today they hiked by 50 basis points but they indicated that they may not need to hike again now, in the December meeting, there were three dissenters. One went high and two went for no change. Today, that one high dissenter has gone. So in other words, no one in the Bank of England is now seeing inflation as the biggest threat to the UK economy. Mm. The only threat that's being seen at the moment is slowing growth. And since December's meeting, we had retail sales, which is a big miss. Services PMI was a miss. So since the December meeting, what the Bank of England is now saying is we're concerned that slowing growth is the biggest issue. So that brings us to the short term interest rate curve. And if you look here, the terminal rate now for the Bank of England is to only hike potentially by one more interest rate hike up to 4.25%. So great news for people renewing their mortgages. It means that the mortgage rates in the UK are likely to be lower for those renewing them in the next sort of three to four months. And if you look at what's expected, it's now a 40 percent chance just under that there won't be any interest rate hikes at the next 23rd of March meeting. So that was a dovish reaction from the Bank of England. And we saw the pound fall against the dollar. We saw the pound rise um, the pound fall against the euro as the euro pound pair uh, rose. Now, I want to show you something else interesting. Look at, look at this, Mitch. Now, this is from my friends over at Seasonax. Mm -hmm. This is the reaction of the pound US dollar when there's a Bank of England interest rate hike. Do you see what tends to happen? There tends to be a, a, a sell the rumor response. You tend to see the pound selling off when the Bank of England hikes interest rates. And then two days later, it tends to gain back up to pre-release kind of levels. So what's interesting is if you look at the pound at the moment, you can see the pound selling off against the dollar. 
Now, the dollar had reasons for weakness with the Federal Reserve decision. So that means that should we get the pound continue to drop down to that 1.2150, 1.2050 level, you would, on a seasonal basis, expect a little bit of a pickup in the pound after a Bank of England rate hike from um, a seasonal perspective. So, yes, this kind of makes sense, the reaction we're seeing in the pound. Mm -hmm. And it's the Bank of England saying we're going to prioritise slowing growth. Now, what's the spanner in the works? The spanner in works is the inflation data. And remember, it's 10.5%. So there's, there is just a chance that the Bank of England have moved a little bit too quickly. We have mm -hmm. so many strikes going on here in the UK at the moment. And you know what strikes mean? Strikes are inflationary because it's higher pay that leads to higher prices that can lead to higher pay. So the UK government is desperately trying to stop these wage price, price demand in order to cool inflation but also manage people without being seen as being, you know, uncaring to people who are struggling with the cost of living. So it's a real difficulty that that's here in the UK. And the risk is that the Bank of England hasn't done enough and the inflation comes back. Mm -hmm. And I think when you say it like that, Giles, really, that's very similar to our situation too, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Very similar. I mean, the, the way that I look at it, I, I would just... If I pulled out Bank of England and what you just said, and I'd put our bank there, it'd be very yeah. similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yes, they're they're starting to see inflation coming down. Yeah. Yes, we're starting to see that it, it is a good trend. Inflation's still high, not as high as it is for you guys, but still worry. And then stagflation starts being the concern, right? Yeah. It, and and the and the growth. What will happen there? Can we really truly get through this area? with kind of the soft landing too. I don't yeah. know the labor market, how it is in England. How is that? Because I know in here, we can't get even a weakness to show up. Yeah, it's tight. Although I was looking at the US labor market and like the headline jobs numbers, it is gently falling. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. the US is still adding jobs. Yeah. And I saw for this Friday expecting 185,000. So it's still an addition to jobs. But every day there's a new news item. Someone's cutting jobs. Is it PayPal? Is it Microsoft? Mm -hmm. Is it Amazon? So job cuts are coming and they're out there. So I do think it's just a question of time before it shows up in the data. And I have sympathy for the Fed because of the monetary policy lag effect. You know, an interest rate hike today won't be felt in the economy until 12 months down the line. So they've got to try to play this uh, tricky game. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, mm -hmm. I envy your situation there in, in the US a little bit, because I think if headline inflation is sort of, you know, six and a half, seven plus percent, that feels a luxury compared to ten and a half percent here yeah. in, in the UK. So I think there's a particular difficulty for the UK with such high inflation. And um, the labor market is tight. Um, unemployment is low. People are able to strike. And the risk is if more and more and more people strike, then inflation gets into the wages, like it happened in the 70s, with all the unions striking, boosting wages. And then this inflationary problem becomes cyclical. Whether that will happen or not, uh, wiser heads, I, I defer to wiser heads than mine, uh, Mitch, it's a very tricky conundrum to actually unpick yeah. 
and the amount of data that people look at. I, I've, I've read people making cases for both sides of the argument. So I just try to be data dependent and look for the short term opportunities as they as they arise. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'll bring up uh, the EWU here, an outlook that we can try to take a look into, right? And just like we've had here in the US, you've also had a recent run, right? It seems like those October lows really seem to be hanging in here, especially yeah. like the EWU. And for us, the same thing. Now, the only question that we have to start asking us, is this a bear market rally or the start of something bigger? What are you saying, Giles? Have you got the FTSE 100, Mitch? Yeah, new... I can do it. Pull, pull that up, yeah, and I'll show you something interesting, right? See, so, got it here. Just yeah, that's great. Thanks, here. Mitch. Um, you know, at the start of the year, um, investors were very cautious about going into U.S. equity markets originally because that it was almost the consensus view that the U.S. was heading into a recession, and everyone was very nervous. But as a consequence, European stocks became much more in vogue again. And you'll see the FTSE 100 actually broke out of all time highs. Uh, and that's because how depressed the UK index has been. Is it Brexit? Is it the Russian Ukraine crisis? Um, is it COVID? There was just a string of negative headlines keeping the FTSE uh, pressured, but it broke out over. Um, through all-time highs. Yeah, you can see it there. You see it broke through those all-time highs mm -hmm. early in January. Yeah. So the FTSE 100 is still relatively cheap compared to the extent that we've seen US equity markets rise. And if you pulled up like the Dow, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 and you looked at the pre-COVID level, you, you know, we broke through the pre-COVID level during the lockdowns in the US indexes like like a rocket ship but the FTSE 100 stayed pressured underneath the pre-COVID level so there was a bit of sort of pent-up demand really that needed to be expressed in the FTSE 100. We've made a little bit of grounds potentially on the Northern Ireland protocol with some Brexit arrangements and more positive signs being made but the FTSE 100 is still quite good value relative to US indices because of the negative risks that have been keeping people away from the FTSE 100. So I do think it's like attractive for like a medium long-term investment, the FTSE 100 is, is attractive. Yeah, I mean, and it shows, I, I mean, breaking back up towards those pre-pandemic. And I think that one thing that we need to start asking ourselves also is, you know, are we even going to see that recession? Because I don't really think yeah, that we've right. seen it, right? And I right. think that that was such a concern for so long. If anything, we were concerned about even a global recession, not just you know one here or over there, but the yeah. whole entire globe struggling. And it doesn't seem like that's what's happening right now. And it was China bouncing back, wasn't it? That's what's yeah. given a lot of confidence. And, and I saw that early at the end of last year because of the vaccination of the elderly uh, people. It was the big thorn in China's side. They weren't vaccinating their elderly. So as soon as they prioritized that, I knew that's as close as a command economy gets to pivoting. They're not gonna come up and say, oh, sorry guys, we made a problem, we'll sack a few ministers. Everything a command economy does is always brilliant. It's always amazing. You never criticize it. So when they started prioritizing vaccinating elderly, China's now back 
And the IMF said that that's going to boost global growth this year, mainly because China's reopening. So China probably is not going to fall into that recession that was feared. Mm-hmm. The Russian-Ukraine crisis is a constant drag and a risk, but it's not become the apocalyptic outcome that it could do and that people have feared. And the US is teetering towards that soft landing, certainly closer towards a soft landing than a hard crash. So you're right, Mitch, that global recession, though that picture has faded in the background, hasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, and it faded really quickly while many were knocking on the door, if not really saying it was almost inevitable, right? I mean, that's, that's Twitter for you, isn't it? That's, that's that's, um, that the stock market bears it's a compelling story, isn't it? Everything's going wrong. Everything's going terrible. So there's something inside our human nature that we we more pay more attention to negatives than positives. So a negative is something we might have to avoid, take action. So we focus more on it. So I think there's that. A clear example. A clear example, Giles, is we talked about it clearly throughout the year, right? The natural gas crisis that was yep. to come, right? Everyone was seeing it. Everyone was talking about it. Now, where's natural gas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had I had people in the in the chat joking around. They were like saying, "You might as well buy air versus buy natural gas because it might yeah. be cheaper." Yeah. Well, they couldn't give natural gas away at one stage because it was a byproduct, wasn't it, of oil refining, and they'd literally just be burning it off because it was better to burn it off than to have the hassle of moving it around. And you know, we're heading back to those those times. Yeah, and uh, one last thought. I know that you keep watch on this uh, very steadily. What about gold and silver? What do you think about this? Yeah, so gold and silver has continued potential upside, even more so after the Fed's last decision, because they've moved towards short-term interest rate market pricing. They're moving towards the prospect of interest rate cuts at the end of the year. I know they haven't said it, but just the fact that Powell's noticing two-way risks, he's mentioning that. So if gold for me is a buy on the dips and silver's a buy on the dips, but it's just the timing. You've got to use tech to make sure you manage and ri- your risk. And obviously gold's had a good bit of upside recently. But for me, non-farm payrolls tomorrow. Get a big miss there and then gold will just carry on its merry old, merry old way to the upside. So anything like probably above, uh, like anything below 85,000 for the headline, and if we see a big miss in jobs and we see a big miss in average weekly hours, anything like that, then I'd see gold have another leg higher, up to 2,000. For a long time, you know, it was always something that just said is that gold was an inflation hedge, right? Well, now that it's kind of, I'm seeing it almost as the opposite. It's almost like when inflation's coming down and the dollar is showing weakness, that's when gold is starting to look better, right? Yeah, but that's because of the relationship between yields, inflation, and the dollar. So the one chart I look at always to get my hand head around gold is I want to see the dollar falling and real yields falling together. And when they're both falling together, gold rises. And that's what they're both doing at the moment. So as long as that dynamic maintains itself, then gold can, can keep gaining. It's the, it's the one chart I just quickly look at just to get a sense of it. 
Well, thank you, like always, Giles Coglin, joining me, talking about all different areas. We talked across the pond. We compared it to our markets here, right? It seems like we are having similar situations. I know that we keep battling the inflation, but there's really true optimism behind this market now. The only thing we have to kind of focus on, will the narrative move back to recession? That's something to keep in mind right now. It's seeming like it's not on the table. Giles will have you back on and definitely stay active with Giles Coughlin. You guys keep up with him. Great follow on Twitter and appreciate you always coming on. Have a good one, Giles. Thank you very much, Mitch. You have a good day. Take care. All right. There you guys have our interview today. Enjoy Giles bringing in some graphics today. It was fun. Definitely. Let's get back towards the action. Let's take a look into the spy. How are we doing right now? Going right back towards that 417. I know, I know we're almost there, team. 420, right above. Will the light turn green? We'll have to wait and find out, team. But it's been an incredible run, that is for sure. Now, of course, uh, as a lot of traders, they'll start thinking, do I take profits? Do I keep riding the storm? I think the important part here is always sticking to your trade. What was your trade in the beginning? Ask yourself, what, what did you think of the current environment then? What is the current environment now? Has something changed? Questions that we need to be asking ourselves. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get towards what was hot and what was not. Let's go towards the, the stocks here. Of course, this is where we take a look at the sectors in the industry to look for sector rotation, right? We're always looking to see if we see it underneath the hood. As of late, Look at this move in technology. I talked about it for a while now. Now I'm really starting to see it as something that's a little bit bigger. Look at the monthly chart. Look how we're really starting to come a little bit higher. Back to these highs here. This is, of course, going to get us towards kind of the September time. Back into uh, the June time, right? Back actually the May time. That's, that's five. That's May. We're going to get back towards that high. That's going to be... Uh, this is an index for me, so I don't want to give you guys levels really to look at, but it's more long to perspective. Why do I like looking at this? It's because it's equally weighted. And another thing to point at, just to kind of point at like support, right? Well, it looks like we were holding that as support and it's come right off of that. So now we got to start looking, are we going to go into some sideways period of time? That can always happen too. But let's get into, uh, let's take under. Let's look underneath the hood. Sorry about that, team. Let's look underneath the hood, looking at our leadership, right? Leadership, Apple, back to 150. 150 was so vital for it to come back. And they say we don't get V-bottoms, right? Well, that's a classic V-bottom right there in Apple coming right back up. 150 going to be so vital for it to hold. And if it can hold after the earnings today, 150, or maybe work its way back to 157, this is in full out breakup to the upside and could be pushing up there to 180s, 190s, back to 200 on Apple. That's one that I will keep watch. Of course, the earnings will be tonight, so don't miss that. You guys can catch that right here on Benzinga. You don't got to go anywhere for earnings calls, especially the big ones. We have them here for you, and of course, we'll have that stream later today. We also are going to be having Google. And look how Google's been just ramping back. I'm going to take the lines off right now so you guys can just kind of see what we're looking at here. And it looks like we're pushing back here towards the split price, right? Split price was the 20 for one on, let me go to the daily so I can grab you that exact day. 
Uh, this was on, of course, 7-18, so July 18th of 22. We're coming back towards that level. Is that going to act as some resistance, or are we going to be able to get through that level? That's right there around the 109.70s, maybe the 110 area or 111s if you're trying to push it up a little bit higher. We'll look to see if we get through that level. Once we get through that kind of split price, I think you can start pushing towards the 122 and look at it on the monthly how we're starting to hold here and that's why i'd love to use kind of monthly charts you get this kind of effect here this is one of the kind of levels this is a weekly level of course this is 200 weeks right underneath it really acting as support around the 91.65 and we could start looking at 100 earlier this week i was looking at 100 to see if we would get through there right we went sideways for one two three days and then boom right towards the close 245 on Wednesday, started getting that takeoff. That's how you can see it there. Back through that 100, already up there to 107. Not a bad 7% gain there in Google. Hope you guys were able to nail that down. Yeah, that actually wasn't a bad trade at all. Amazon, back above the 100s, came back below the 100, fought here for some time, got above it, held it on the pullback, and then continued going. We're going back there towards that Wednesday high of 114.36. Looks like leadership continuing higher, right? These are the stocks that can turn things around tonight. Will they do it? Find out. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Jay Rice, Sabrina, Easy, EKS, Valiant. What's going on in the chat? How are we doing out there? What are you guys taking a look at? I'm selling and reevaluating, says Sabrina. Can't blame you. Honestly. There's nothing wrong with selling and reevaluating. The best part is at least at that point, you can just focus and try to be objective in your mindset, right? Not subjective. We'll see what happens there. Let's keep going. Let's get into some other stocks. Uh, Baba in the red. I think China trade is starting to fall off. A big one that I'd watch on that because it's been trying to put out some positive uh, catalysts was Baidu. Of course, they had the the active stake also. We'll look to see if this starts coming back down. I'll see if the China trade falls off, but it's been really strong as of late. FXI starting to turn around. I think that it, one thing that I'll be looking for is maybe China leads the way back down, right? And then I can use that as a level or bogey. If China stays up, well, I think our markets stay up. That's just the way it's been, especially since when you look at it, look how the China really kind of bottomed there in the end of October started pushing higher, very similar to our charts, right? Bottom of October, this was about mid-October here and the 10-13th date, right? And we're right back up there. Well, if that China trade really falls off, will we fall off? Right now, I'm just going to keep this one on my radar. All right, in technology, there's also other areas that were really strong as of late. Electronic computers getting a nice little lift today. You guys can take a look here to see what's making a nice push. You guys can see some different names that I don't talk about often. SCSC, uh, ScanSource getting a nice little push. AVT, ARW, Aero Electronics. Look at this little rise in the last couple of days. Big push there, about 13%. These are names that I don't look at. And that's why I think it's important to sometimes understand different industries. You might have never looked at electronics computer distribution. Well, it's definitely having a good push. Computer systems having a nice lift here. Dell, HPQ having a nice little push up there. 
and tap getting a nice little push. WDC back up there. Even Logi starting to climb that wall of worry. Remember this one did pre-announcement. Look how it's starting to climb into that shadow zone. There's been so many of these shadows that have been filled. I think that's important to kind of catch the gaps. Those gap downs getting filled back on the upside. Very important to catch. And a lot of these have made this move. Uh, Corsair Gaming coming back with that Logitech. This one doesn't look too bad to get a little bit of a lift. It got a pop today. I'll look for a pullback. We'll see what happens on names like this. Software application continuing higher. CRM, we've been talking about how that's been a major leader here in software. Would that continue Adobe higher? Look at Adobe continuing higher. These are all stories that we've been talking about right here on Stock Market Movers. That's what I like to do for you guys. I can't tell you what to trade, and I probably will never. But what I can do is point to different industries, sectors that are making a nice lift, and you guys make your decision. But definitely software infrastructure. Look how this filled this gap here too. Got to look for those gaps to keep filling. There's so many stocks like this that I'm telling you, I'm looking at diff different opportunities to continue filling in those gaps. Uh, different play that it could also have been strong now, Oracle. Look how big it's pushed up there. We'll look to see if that can keep pushing. CrowdStrike coming back a little bit. Pan W back into the green today. Square, look how Square is really starting to push. That's back up there almost to the 90. What about PayPal? They did do some job cuts, and now it gets the motor going. Back up there to 88. We'll see how these can continue running. Real estate, of course, you guys have seen those. Those have remained hot. Uh, American Towers. PLD is one that I talked about with Uma Marathi on this show just a couple of days ago, right? This is one of the ones that they're looking at, ProLogix. It looks really good. It's starting to get the lift through the 130s. I'll look for 130s on pullbacks and see if it can keep holding and pushing higher. EQIX, another one that we can keep a look at. Equinox, we talked about this one also with Uma. Keep your eyes on these. These are pushing higher. And one that I asked her about, not specifically, but I looked into the space, public storage, right? This is one that actually is on my radar, has been starting to push back. We'll look to see if it can hold 300 pullback and continue higher public storage space. We'll see if this can keep pushing. And last one there that we talked about also is DLR, Digital Reality Trust, and that's pushing higher too. We must got some good ones there. Got to keep your eyes on that interview. If you guys missed that interview. I'll make sure to give you guys the link towards the end. Hmm. Love trading that Logi. Ooh, keep your eyes on it. We'll see if it gets a little bit higher. All right, Consumer Cyclical, the high beta names continuing the rip, right? Recreational vehicles having a good day there. Harley Davidson. Don't know if you guys caught this earnings report, but I'll go ahead and I'll slide that there on the bottom for you guys. Uh, we weren't able to cover it this morning on stock on pre-market prep, but Harley Davidson EPS at 28 cents beat the six cent estimate. Sales at 918.68 million beat the 912.55 million estimate. They do see fiscal year 23 HDMC revenue growth of four to seven percent. So we'll see what happens in Harley Davidson. When's the last time you guys rode a bike? Anybody has a bike in the chat? I want to catch up with you guys. Who has a Harley or any kind of bike? I know I've always wanted one. The wife won't let me, though. 
We won't talk about that, though. All right. You guys are seeing those continued higher. There's some other ones here that are also kind of pushing. You see them all kind of getting some lift. Look at look at Winnebago getting a nice push up there to 70, uh, 21. That's a nice little push on the day. It's about 8% on the day. Not a bad one there. Malibu Boats. Who's buying a boat with these interest rates? Well, that just goes to show you, it doesn't matter the story right now. They're just buying it up and continuing to rip. All right, Jim Cruz, you got a bike, man? Oh, you got to let me know which one. All right, let's keep going. We're getting out of residential vehicles. You guys see home improvement stores continuing higher. Home Depot, Lowell's with a nice little push. Now back through that 220 area. We'll look for pullbacks below that to maybe try to catch the dip there, but definitely strong Lowell's and Home Depot. We can get into other names here. There's leisure names, right? Your crews, your bookings. These have been really strong. Look at booking holdings. Look how the lodging has been doing. Look at Hilton. Look at Marriott. Airbnb even starting to work its way back. Pretty much anything that was really kind of hit hard, making a quick move back. Got to be careful with those high beta names, but they are pushing strong. Industrial is pushing higher also. So it's not just these names, right? What is one gap that I've been talking about for so long here that finally filled? It was the FedEx gap. We've been looking at this one for so long, team. Let's get back to it. I can show you guys. We were looking at this one since October 25th. October 25th is over here, right? Kind of in this period time. And then we were looking, would it ever fill this back? It's back and even higher than that. And it wasn't really a bad move there in FedEx. Gave you the opportunity to, if you missed the first rip, it came back towards that support around 163. Pushed right back up there towards 216. Not a bad move there for FedEx. And, and not a bad move overall. I mean, look at UPS continuing higher. I talked about how this one could get the push of FedEx right back through it. And there you have it. Not a bad move there. All right. Another area in industrials to keep watch, right? Honeywell had earnings today. It got hit hard on the earnings. And look how it climbs the wall of worry right back up there. Honeywell's earnings, EPS, $2.52. Beat the $2.51 estimate. Sales of $19.9 billion. Missed the $9.25 billion estimate. They did give uh, fiscal year outlook revenue. Uh, kind of a mixed bag, lower end, uh, below the estimate, higher end, above the estimate. That's how they give it sometimes. Uh, and the same thing for their EPS guidance, 920 on the high end versus a 914 estimate. Low end would be below that 914, of course. Uh, but Honeywell climbing the wall of worry just tells me that GE staying strong, right? Look at that push. And this has been an absolute monster. A lot of people have forgotten about GE right? Well, the forgotten story, staying strong. So many people and investors, uh, like let's say back when, you know, GE was just kind of just tanking, was just a dog. I mean, just look at the monthly chart, right? This thing used to be back there at 365. It's making its way. It did plenty of splits here to try to keep itself alive. Can it keep pushing? Can it get back through towards the 100? Well, it's been really strong. Who's to say no? All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at some other ones there. 
ITW was one that we talked about when it broke through this 234. It was alerted. You can see that created on 130. That was talked about with someone here, right? In this chat, that's what it's all about. Press the thumbs up. We're all here for each other. ITW, diversified industrial. We're going to look for that nice little break above. Look how you're there. Boom. 52-week high. And if anything, yeah, all-time high in that ITW. Illinois' tool works getting a big breakout level. And just keep watch because this is really strong right now. Can't turn around. We'll see what happens on names like this. Look at PH, diversified industrials. This is an area that I definitely think we should keep watch. Really strong names, even Triple M coming back, but that's probably not my favorite one. Look at this ETN trying to get back there through this kind of trend line. We'll see if it gets back towards 170. EMR, Emerson Electric pulling back here. Will it just come right back towards the 100? Also doesn't look too bad. These aren't the biggest names and they're industrials, but hey, they've hanged in there for a very long time. Look at this chart overall, the sector, and look how the sector is breaking out through multi-year highs, right? And 21, we were up there towards the 37s. We struggled through there all through the 21s and 22. Now we're really starting to push above and holding the pullbacks. Looks strong there in the industrial names. With that being said, Deer actually deep into the red. We'll look to see if this eventually bounces. I'm going to look for pullback towards the 380 area. That's where I'll look for pullbacks on deer to kind of catch. Cat, same thing. Let's look for some pullback. I'm going to be looking for pullback closer towards the 233 range. We'll see what happens on there. And Picard starting to come back down. Could come back down through 100. It stayed strong on the day. Be careful. This one can turn around strong, especially if deer is going to continue breaking down. Be careful out there, team. All right, let's keep going. We're out of the industrials. We can take a look at financials. Financials staying strong. I talked about would Morgan Stanley take that next step forward, right? Well, look at the daily chart. Boom. Next step forward right through that daily high of 99.10. That tells me JPM probably back through and starting to push. Mm, not the biggest push there. Couple highs here that we'll look for. Can we get back through the 141 area on JPM? And Bank of America, the laggard, right? The laggard. Well, look at the reaction since the earnings, right? Since the earnings, it's up about 9% there in Bank of America. Something to keep watch on. All right, and what's getting hit? What is not hot? We talked about so many that were hot. Look at the turnaround in energy. I talked about earlier this year. I thought XOM could make new highs and then eventually turn around. It's very similar what we're getting here. We made new 52-week high. We got up there towards a, a 117, and now we're starting to really just crush down. We got to be careful on this trade team. It could be rotating. It could be that money's coming out of the XLE, going into more of your uh, kind of uh, tech names. This is the sector outlook right now, and I'm going to do it on a daily outlook. Look how the technology here has really taken off, right? So if you guys see here, as of late, technology really has taken off here. And that's this blue line here. That's, that's going to be your XLK that you guys can be looking at. And you can see here, energy starting to fall off. As technology is getting higher, energy keeps coming down. Something to keep watch. Same thing I would say for the healthcare names, XLV. XLV is just stair-stepping down. What is doing well? 
financials and technology pushing higher, energy coming down, and healthcare kind of stabling out there. We'll see what happens. All right, we'll see if that keeps pushing there. Let's get back to my charts. You know, there's so much there. Uh, basic materials also pulling back a little bit today, but this has been a strong area. So I'm not too concerned about basic materials just because we've been ramping backward, back up, right? Lumber production is one area that I've continued to talk about. WFG, we'll look to see if that can continue higher. BCC is another one that I talked about way before we got this lift. We were looking at this one as we saw this WFG start breaking out here in the 80s. Now BCC, big push. Bozy uh, Cascade Company, nice little lift there from 75 up there towards the 80. Today pulling back about 50%, coming right back for that 80. Look to see if we close above 80 today. Looks like it was in the after hours that it actually had that spike there towards 80.41. Look to see if we get above. All right, defensives also coming down. Not going to talk too much about that. But, of course, the value trades coming off. Uh, farm products. Let's go to packaged foods. That's really been an area that's been continued hit down. Look at Kraft, Heinz, Corp. It starts coming back up, right back down. Could break through that 39.60 area and continue lower. Uh, General Mills came back down, built up right off the trend line, rejected the trend line, now starting to come down to 75. These look really weak. Kellogg's very similar chart. HRL, you see these charts? They don't look like they're coming back. They look like they're getting weaker and weaker in the packaged food. Looks like some of these value trades falling off. All right, that was a lot there, team. You guys let me know what you guys are taking a look at now. I'm going to go ahead and leave the last couple of minutes here for stocks from the chat. Forget about what was hot and what was not. You guys let me know what you guys want to talk about. I'll pull that Harley Davidson ticker down there and take some stocks from you guys. Uh, we got the first one here, Hodel Strategies, MSOX. Hmm. This is a 2X daily ETF. Uh I'm guessing it's on technology, but I'm not so sure on this one. Is this is this MSOS, like the cannabis? Is this just a, a power MSOS? Let me know on that one. I, I, I don't know this leveraged one, so I just want to make sure I'm getting it right. Seems like it's MSOS 2X, but I'll take a look. Super SPAC, man. Rocket blasting off. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I'll talk about that one because I did see Redfin moving. But let's get back to this one. I don't see too much that I can really go off of. I just see some daily highs here, maybe 660. But I mean, you got that kind of undercut. Did you get some volume to increase there? Yeah, the volume increased there, right? So you might have gotten that undercut and rally look. What do I mean by that? Well, you can see here when you kind of undercut, look at the, the volume increases here. That's an important outlook. They call that the undercut and rally where you cut through support, you get buyers to step up, volume increases, and then it comes back to recover the resistance. We'll look to see if we get through there. All right, uh, Rocket. Rocket is rocketing. Uh, there you guys see it coming right back up. And who would have thought in this environment, you're going to get Rocket to actually move up? Well, it is high short interest. So they're going out and combing the ditches. Look at Redfin today, RDFN. Really getting that push. And if you're seeing these, right, UWMC, hmm, SPACy SPAC, they could be forgotten, 
could start making a move. UWMC, if Rocket keeps going higher, will this one go higher? All about relationships, right? Rocket, last year's losers, this year's winner. The only question is how long will it hold on? But something that I definitely would keep watch. All right, let's keep going. Uh, still holding SMH 200 puts for March. Very underwater. Any thoughts? I'll take a look there. I can't tell you exactly for that trade, but I can at least take a look at it in an overall perspective, right? And so this is the perspective that I'd give you, right? I would just first take a look at the chart, right? Um, if you wanted to, let's just make this a little bit bigger. All right, now we got a bigger. We're going to do just the retracements from the high. I'm pretty sure that's the high towards the low. Now you're back through the 50%. You're looking at 61.8. That needs to go ahead and turn around there. Because if it doesn't turn around there, you could come back for that 100% retracement. I know that you've probably held this for a very long time. It's, it's going to be looking like now or never, right? Pretty soon. That's going to be a 260 level. Maybe you're looking at it and giving it a little bit of room. Maybe it's 261. But I would really start looking at this level and understanding that if, it, if it's going to hold the 50% retracement, like it did right here, now we're getting through the 243. It could always pull back to there. Through the 61.8, I don't want to be long, uh, I don't want to be short stocks there, at least from my sense, right? I showed you guys a very similar outlook for the spy, right? If I did the fibs, the fibs get us back here towards the 420, and that's almost a 20%, right? 61.8 is really back up here towards this kind of 431 area. And so that would be the area right there that I'm just full on bullish. For the SPY, because now you're recovering the trend. And after the 61.8, it's usually the 100% retracement. You guys can see those, those little lines here. The line actually comes up towards those highs that we had from, of course, that August run, August 16th, towards that 431. It's kind of funny that they fall right in line that. And the 50% retracement is towards the 414 level. We're at 418. We're almost to 420, team. It's been a big, big push for the Bulls. All right, let's keep going. I hope that you guys appreciate everything I do. I'm here for you guys like always. And we will have at the close later today with Joel Alconin. I don't want you guys to miss that. And of course, we'll take a look at the earnings that are coming out. There's so much on the tape tonight. Things can turn around and they could rip even higher. That's the fun part. I think today... Is the day we find out, is this a new bull market or not? Because I'll tell you what, Google, Apple, Amazon, kick it out the water and they start going higher. This market isn't going to turn around, at least in the short end. So that's what I'll be watching. I hope that you guys watch those earnings reports. Of course, we'll have the earnings call right here on Benzinga. So I don't want you guys to miss that. Hit the like button if you guys enjoyed today's action. Like the sector chart comparison hey i'm always here for you guys and i do like to pay attention to the sectors industries i i have like my line chart here for sector outlook i also have different ways that i look at it i hope that you guys follow the sectors because i think it's definitely important to have your perspective whether you're using the spiders like you know the xlk the xlc or whatever have a list for yourself so that you can see how the sector rotation is going. If there's anything in my study where I found edge, 
It's understanding the rotations, being quick, being really flexible at that point, and understanding that rotations will go against you sometimes. That's the important thing to catch. If you're able to catch rotation quick, then you can get yourself some edge there, right? That's what I think is always the the key there. And another thing is sometimes the rotation is going to come fast. And you might have been thinking like in this case, the market's coming down, but the rotation's going against you for upside, the dash for trash. Well, you can't fight rotation. You can only go with it. That's what I've learned. Sector rotation, important to extend the bull run. We'll see what happens there. We'll see if we get some pullback on these charts, right? Like XLK, a pullback on the XLK of the recent move, right? It's been a big lift, right? But if we put it down there towards, let's say the beginning of the year, kind of that January 3rd move, that'd be a pullback all the way to 132.96. So you can see how far we've really run. It's been a big push here in the XLK. So maybe you're just looking at XLK to give us a sign, right? Look how strong this is. Look also how it looks very similar to the Qs. Qs seem to be in just pure on bullish mode. We'll see if this turns around. All right, that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Press those thumbs up. Give me as many likes as you can. And I will see you guys over on all at the close with Joel Conan. No shows from here until 3.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll see what happens with the market. Can we get to that 420? It looks like we're keeping the climbing the wall of worry. We'll see what happens there. I talked about uh, Tesla earlier today. Was keeping an eye on this kind of 195 level. We'll look to see if we get to that 200. It is expanded to the upside, running into resistance very close here. If you look at the body here, body closed at 194.70. High on the day, 196.75. Will we get back up there, right? Well, I'm going to be keeping watch to see if we get through that 199.21. That's where I think we'll find some resistance 200. And then we could just kind of pull back. And who knows? Maybe we do pull back and kind of fill this gap eventually. It's been a wild ride in the last couple of months. Well, the last month in Tesla. It's about an 80% move higher there in Tesla. Can you believe it? Hit the like button. We'll see what happens, team. There's always more to talk, and I'll see the group at, at the close. See you guys like always. Hit the like button, and if you guys have some comments, you want to see more or less on stock market movers, do you guys like the guest interviews? Do you guys want to see more sector analysis? If that's what you guys want to do, well, I can do the research and bring it to you guys. The key is always you guys give the feedback, run the show. I'll do my best to bring the value. See you next time, team.